0: This is Art & Stuff, and I'm Ben Miller. I do have my own little museum at home. Not much, just a few knick-knacks collected over the years. I don't have security guards walking the corridors like in proper museums, but I do have a goldfish called Garth. He gives you a funny look if you linger too long around the Monet. So the idea of this podcast is that it's about stuff you might overlook. Not million-dollar pieces that change hands at international auction houses, just curious objects with cracking stories from the great museums and galleries around Britain. Here's a piece that links a love of all things feline with one of our most celebrated playwrights and defacer of library books. But here's your trigger warning, it doesn't end well. Let's go. This is World of Cats, a collaged screen decorated with pictures of cats created by Kenneth Halliwell in 1966. Now in the Islington Museum in London.
1: It's a voice of an outsider. It's a kind of alternative perspective. It sort of like throws ideas around of bad taste and good art.
2: The rhythm of that line is exactly the swagger of an Orton line, like you'll go to your grave in a Y-shaped coffin.
3: College can actually be viewed as quite a subversive art form. The destructive nature of Orton and Halliwell's practice, of course, is kind of what gets them into trouble.
4: For me, Joe Orton and Kenneth Halliwell, they felt so modern.
0: Joe Orton and Kenneth Halliwell were two gay men living in London in the 1960s. It was a time when homosexuality was still illegal. Joe Orton was a sought-after playwright, a favourite of reviewers. He shocked, outraged and amused audiences with his scandalous black comedies like Loot and What the Butler Saw. Kenneth Halliwell was also a playwright, just not quite as good. What Halliwell was good at though was collage cutting pictures and headlines from magazines and newspapers and sometimes library books. He'd decorate the walls, objects around the house, any free surface was gummed and stuck. My name is Mark Aston. I'm the
5: local history manager for Islington Council and I manage the Islington Local History Centre and Islington Museum. I'm very pleased to talk about uh, a very special object in the Islington Museum collection. The World of Cats, produced in around about October 1966 by the collage artist Kenneth Halliwell, is a four-panelled paper screen. The height is 167 centimetres, which translates to about five and a half foot, and each panel is about 39 centimetres wide which uh, collectively, again, is about five-foot if stretched out. So if you imagine one of these sort of dressing screens or a, a, a traditional screen that you may have just in a living room or even in a bedroom, but it's no ordinary screen. This has been collaged by Kenneth Alliwell. We call it World of Cats for one main reason. It's full of cats. So each panel is adorned with cats in various states of mood and position. Some are aggressive, some are submissive, but it is just just full of cats.
0: Siamese, Burmese, bobtail, Persian, Maine, they're all there. Snipped from the pages of glossy magazines, catalogs and Sunday supplements. Anything feline that came to hand. Let's find out more about what was going on in the lives of Orton and Halliwell at the time when World of Cats was created.
2: My name is John Lahr. I am the biographer of Joe Orton. I wrote a book in 1978 called Pick Up Your Ears, which was made into a movie a decade later. I just want to go to the awards. I
0: could, look, Joe Orton and guest. I'd behave... I wouldn't say a word, I promise. No. Why? Because it's for me. I wrote it. I gave you the title. Okay, so when they have awards for titles, you can go to that.
2: At the time that Hallowell made this collage, he and Orton were living in Islington in a flat that was 16 feet by 12, so that both men could not at the same time stand up in that room. One had to be lying down and one had to be sitting writing. This small room that they lived in was wallpapered from ceiling to floor with artists' paintings taken from library books, clipped out of library books.
0: So let's get the library book thing out of the way. The story goes, the back in 1959 when Halliwell and Orton moved into Islington they started using their local library nothing unusual but they used the library not in the way that you and I probably use libraries borrowing books reading them then taking them back for someone else to read they stole library books came home and started cutting them up leaving little messages drawings, adding new text to the titles, or the inside jacket blur, or pasting pictures on top of the existing covers. Then they take them back to the library. Sort of performance art, wasn't it, really? One
5: that very much comes to mind is a biography of John Betjeman, where on the original cover we have John Betjeman in a jacket and boater, looking very suave and a typical cover that you would expect. But what Orton and Halliwell did, they pasted a full-length picture of a tattooed man, a bald tattooed man, wearing just swimming underwear, and he was tattooed head to toe. So this is a very unusual cover that you certainly wouldn't expect to see. They would then sneak the library books back on the library book shelves, hide in the corner, and just really gauge and look at people's reactions when they selected a particular book and found the covers. And it's, I guess, creating their own little bit of theatre, a bit of drama as well. It may
0: all sound like a bit of fun, but if you're tempted to try it for yourself... Don't forget that Orton and Halliwell both ended up being sentenced to six months in prison for theft and malicious damage of library books. But in a way, that idea of collage somehow weaved its way into Joe Orton's
2: writing. Part of the trick of collage, what they learn from it, is the startling juxtaposition of opposites. So in a given joke, what you get is a kind of equation which is suddenly startling. Now, I'll give you an example. With madness, as with vomit, it is the passerby who receives the inconvenience. That is a wonderful Orton joke, but the joke works because it's a a juxtaposition of opposites which shouldn't align, but do magnificently at at the final beat. So when, as Halliwell would do in one collage, he takes the map of Australia and turns it into a tutu, that's being worn by a gorilla, you get a certain surprise in the juxtaposition and the idea of contrast that comes out of it.
0: Let's get back to the world of cats. Our next expert witness has some serious collage credentials.
3: My name is Dr Freya Gowley, I am an academic art historian based at the University of Derby and I specialise in different things but in part in collage made before 1900 and I was recently involved in the cut and paste 400 years of collage exhibition at the Scottish National Gallery of Modern Art. See what I mean? The definition of collage is notoriously slippery and hard to pin down. It comes from the French term collet, which means to glue, and so collage means to stick. Collage appeals to me because it's so universal, it's so widely practiced by different cultures, kind of globally, and has very much been a part of kind of human creative expression for such a long time. Collage is consistently used in countercultural movements, it's really important in punk, for example.
0: And when did all this cutting and sticking really get going? Well, the 18th century, obviously when society was polite and consumer behaviour was changing. There were also all sorts of printed materials available, and every self-respecting household had a good pair of scissors. It was an accident waiting to happen. Don't run with scissors, OK?
3: scrapbooking, collaging, sticking things together is very much a practice undertaken by middling class to kind of elite women. It's undertaken in a domestic setting most often. It uses materials that are very much everyday things. For example, we know of a woman named Mrs. Dards who put on a whole exhibition of collage made from natural materials. So things like fish eyes, fish bones, scales, and other kinds of materials. So when Halliwell makes his screen, he's engaging in this really long tradition of making, not only making collage, but of making scrap screens screens became particularly important in the 18th century and in the 19th century as a kind of furnishing in the home and because of this kind of new interest in covering every possible surface with the scraps that you were now able to buy you really see this as a emerging trend in the Victorian period. The 1960s, which is the time in which Orton and Halliwell were engaging with making collage, is a period in which it as a genre becomes very popular again. This is, I think, for two reasons. Partly that connotation of collage as being disruptive fits very well with revolutionary social movements of the period, so kind of free love, there's disruptions to um, establish social order, but also it's a period in which pop art becomes very popular. And one of the key aspects of pop art is this engagement with the everyday.
0: So collage is a kind of art you can do on the kitchen table. It's a creative pastime, and makes a statement about consumerism. We all love to make those, don't we? Now, let's meet two people who've become fascinated by both the story of Orton and Halliwell and the art of collage.
4: My name is Per Gotesson, and I am a menswear designer.
1: My uh, name is Hussam Elodie. Um, I'm a jewelry designer and academic. You're an
4: academic, too. Well, I'm an academic, too, I guess, yeah.
1: He teaches menswear, I teach jewelry at uh, London College of Fashion.
4: I'm Swedish, and when did we meet, like well, three we, years ago?
1: We actually met through collaborating, yeah. uh, and then we got on better than anybody <laughs> expected, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. uh, so yes, I'm originally from Germany. I actually partly came here inspired by Orton. Maybe that was somewhere in the back of my mind. I actually watched that 1987 film with Gary Oldman as a teenager and it was like really scary and exciting and everything. you
0: Have been reading my diary? No. Why not? Well, I would.
1: And then I somehow found the diary and
4: then started reading quite a lot about and from Joe Orton. And then one day we went into the Islington Museum and then I just thought, oh my god, this is just so kitschy and beautiful and, and weird and interesting.
0: At the beginning of
4: 2020,
0: Per Gertesen produced a fashion collection which drew much of its inspiration from Orton Halliwell and their collaging style.
4: The influence in the garments from Orton Halliwell's work was this idea of collage, so collage with materials, collage with colours, collage with different denims, and then we used the leather and we also used some of the denim, inspired by their wardrobe, I guess, so there was this kind of like slightly 1960s sort of cut to some of the pieces but mainly it was about using the idea of collage as a method to construct garments the venue for the show was in uh, this huge kind of like very naked concrete space so what we did was we built a small room you know inspired by the and kenneth's flat and there was a typewriter in there and then it was collage throughout like all over the walls and the ceiling they looked like the walls in Orton and Halliwell's flat and then through this room, the model sort of came out and they walked down the runway, and then the runway was decorated with um, uh, urinoirs. urinals, urinals. <laughs> uh, urinals. <laughs> so he struggles with the uh, English thing sometimes. <laughs> but uh, what was beautiful with uh, urinals was that we sort of turned them upside down, so they became more like these kind of sleek, modern sculptures. Because Joe Orton was, uh, you know, he was a grocer. Like at that time, as well, <laughs> at that time as well, being gay was uh, illegal. So it was very common to kind of seek uh, company in these public uh, restrooms.
0: But what about World of Cats? Would you really want a whole screen of cut-up cat pictures in your living room? Well, why not? I mean, after all, we all like watching cat videos on YouTube, don't we?
1: I mean, actually, the, the sort of uh, rise of the cat meme on social media, uh, you know, clearly <laughs> clearly, we have a need for looking at these mm. kind of images. It is something that I quite enjoy looking at, but there is this whole context of the story as well, and I think that's part of it mm. as well. So it's more than just an artwork by itself. It's actually also the whole context.
4: And when I look at this now, I feel feels quite emotional, actually. I'm thinking a lot about the tragic end and I'm sort of seeing, like, you know, is there some pain in there? I find myself kind of looking for this suffering and it feels, in a way, quite charged with this heavy, heavy backstory. In that way, it's it's very powerful, I think.
2: I had a Hallowell collage and it was hard to hang because it was so full of fury and hate. The images...
0: At the time Kenneth Halliwell made his screen The World of Cats, Joe Orton was suddenly an extraordinary, rollicking success. He was everywhere. The newspapers wanted to interview him, and he was a regular turn on the telly. He said at the time he was, quote, going up, up, up. Halliwell was going nowhere, 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 and neither were his collages.
2: During this year, the Annus Mirabilis of uh, 66-67, he organised a show at an antique store on the King's Road for Halliwell, and he hung 15 of these collages and didn't sell many at all.
0: Halliwell became even more jealous of Orton's success. Orton didn't seem to need him as much. The muse had moved. In the summer of 1967, Halliwell's feelings of rage were almost overwhelming. When Halliwell read some of Orton's diary extracts, it all came to a head. Orton wrote about numerous casual sexual encounters. On the 9th of August 1967, Halliwell fatally injured Orton and then overdosed on sleeping pills. Halliwell died first. Their bodies were discovered late the following morning. Halliwell's suicide notes refer to the contents of Orton's diary as an explanation for his actions. I told you it didn't end well.
5: People should come to see the screen because it's totally unique. It's a one-off. You won't see anything like that anywhere else in the world, I guarantee you. It's fabulous to look at. It's a talking piece, but it's the story behind the screen. It's fun, it works on so many different levels, and it's such a a great piece to look at. I guarantee you, you know, you won't go away disappointed should you come and see it.
0: So World of Cats is part of the collection at Islington Museum in North London. It was acquired through the generous support of Art Fund members across the UK. You've been listening to Art & Stuff with me, Ben Miller. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends.